0: Hey, this is Abby Sacek. Welcome to the New Culture Church podcast. Our vision is to create the culture of Christ in Madison, one person, one place at a time. We believe this happens through being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus and doing what he did. And we hope that the teachings and the content you find here will help you do just that. We also know that these are trying times. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us through our website. We would love to connect with you. We hope you enjoy this podcast. starting in verse 12. Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you, and now that I am away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the result for your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. Do everything without complaining and arguing, so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God. Shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Hold firmly to the word of life then on the day of Christ's return. I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. But I will rejoice even if I lose my life, pouring it out like a liquid offering to God, just like your faithful service is an offering to God. And I want all of you to share that joy. Yes, you should rejoice. And I will share your joy. Let's pray together today. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word. God, we thank you that we can come into this place that we can experience your presence and we can hear from your voice. And Lord, I know that whether even we all realize it or not, that there are things that we need to hear from you today. And so God, I just ask that you would speak so clearly. And in turn, Lord, we open up our hearts to receive whatever it is that you want to say. We ask this all in your name. Amen. So these are the kind of verses, um, do everything without complaining, do everything without arguing, might have been the most quoted verse in my household growing up. There was even a song, I don't know if it was Children's Church or something we played, and it was like, do everything without complaining. It was like this little like upbeat, that's all I could think all week as I was like thinking of these verses. Um, And this whole message, I feel I'm like, this could have been like a whole sing-along. Because if there was a title for this message, it would be Shine Bright. And then, of course, I'm thinking like like a diamond. And so all week, I've had these different songs in my head. But now you can remember it. The title of this message is Shine Bright. And we are going to talk today a lot about light. We're talking about the light. So light is something that we obviously need in our lives. When the light leaves, the world literally shuts down. Now, you think in the world that we live today, it's hard for us to put it in perspective because even in a city like Madison, there's always some sort of light everywhere you look, whether it's street lights, the Capitol lights, the city lights, like we see it constantly. But these are all artificial lights, right? There came a point in time when the lights went off, when the sun went down and there was no more light, the world just shut down but we know that we need light to see in our life, that we need light to know where to go. We need light to live. Growing up, um, I grew up outside of Chicago and to kind of always find which direction we were in, my mom would always point to the orange sky. Because when the city lit up, the sky would turn orange. And I have a couple photos that I want to show today. So that first one is kind of what I picture, um, or the smaller one, on the orange sky. I can always picture my mom saying, we know where the city is when we look at the orange sky because of all the lights that are lighting it up. But what I think is so powerful when you look at a city at night, and if you've ever flown above a city at night, and you see all the lights there, you see that if it was just one building and one light, It would be okay right you but you probably wouldn't be able to see it from very far away but when you see all the lights shining together on all those buildings it lights up the entire sky and when we read these scriptures today and it talks about us shining bright of us being the light i want us to think and be reminded today That yes, it's powerful for us on our own to be a light for Jesus, but it's even more powerful for all of us to come together and to shine bright in a type of way that lights up a sky. Because later in life, whenever I would be coming home from school in Minnesota And I would know I was getting close to Chicago, I was getting close to home when I would start to see the orange sky and I would start to see the light and I knew that home was coming and it was part of the thing that would guide me and bring me home. You see, light directs us and light leads us home to our Father. We were created as children of light to shine bright into the darkness. And our so what then for today is that you're a child of God who was created to shine bright in the darkness. And now what do we do with that? Stay in the light. And you can sing another song with that one too. It's all the songs today. So we're going to go through really quick verse by verse because I want to break some of this down, starting with verse 12 for you. I have a few different takeaways. So if you're taking notes, we're going to go verse by verse. And then I'm going to kind of sum it up and hopefully bring it together for us. So starting in verse 12, it says, Dear Friends, You always followed my instructions when I was with you. And now that I'm away, it's even more important. Work hard to show the results for your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. Now, this is what stood out to me in this verse, is that he's saying friends. That again, he's talking plural, of saying, we need all of you to shine your lights, right? We need all of you to get on board with this. That that's what is going to be powerful, is when all of you start to shine and work together. In verse 13, it says, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Now, these are some of the verses in scripture that you may hear in different forms or may have heard in different forms. We talk about this a lot. God gives you the desires of your heart. And what I think can be confusing about this verse and verses like this is sometimes we think that that means whatever I want in life, whatever I desire, God's just going to give me. When I follow Jesus, he's just going to give me, right? Like I want this, he's going to give me that. I want this job, he's going to give me that job. But what it really means is that as we start to follow Jesus— as we enter into the process of becoming like him, that he is going to give us desires, that he is going to start to place godly desires in our lives, that you're going to notice that the things you craved before, you're not going to crave anymore, that the things that you desired before, you're not going to desire anymore. Instead, you're going to desire the things of Jesus. You're going to crave the way of Jesus. And it's powerful for us to understand that that God gives us desires, not whatever we desire he gives us, but he gives us desires and the power to do what pleases him. And so if you're in a place today and maybe you're finding yourself where you're saying, I don't know why I keep craving these things. I don't know why I keep desiring these things that I know is not of God. I challenge you, would you pray and when you say God come change my desires. Come shift my desires. God give me desires and give me the power to please you. That's what he wants to do for us. In verse 14 it says do everything without complaining and arguing. This is a part of us shining bright together. Is learning to not complain, learning to not to not um argue with one another. This is the type of thing when people are looking and saying, how do I follow the way of Jesus? And we want to be a community where they look to the way that we live together. And they can look to that and they see Jesus in it. In verse 15, it says, so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. We're going to come back to the light part in a minute but in a world of crooked and perverse people. So sometimes when I read scripture, there's just different verse, like words that will kind of stand out, and you're like, I'm not really sure, because crooked, I'm like, yeah, I understand what it means to be crooked. That seems like a basic thing that we all know. What does it mean to be crooked? It's not straight. But but when you look deeper into the definition of this word, the word crooked means the bending of like a spine, and essentially that it cannot bear the weight, and support itself so it becomes crooked. That's a deeper definition of this word. And I thought that that was profound when it comes to sometimes our lives and how in just without even realizing it, we can start to become crooked and perverse, which means twisted, when we try to bear the weight of things that we were not created to bear on our own when we try to do things that we don't really have the system to support on our own instead of letting Jesus bear that weight, instead of letting Jesus support us. But it's saying to live clean and innocent lives so that no one can criticize you. But here's what I want to point out here. Our responsibility is to live in that type of way. However, it doesn't result in people not criticizing you. Sometimes we think, well, if I live perfectly, if I, if I do all these things right, then nobody's ever going to have anything bad to say about me. And if they do, then something must be wrong. That's not what the verse is saying. It's saying, live in a way that is holy, right? Live in a way that is pure. Live in a way that is upright. Live these innocent lives. Shine your light bright in this world, however, in a way that no one would criticize you. But at times, people still might criticize you for the way that you live. But constantly remembering that you are a child of God, created from the creator of life and light himself, and you were created to shine in this world of darkness. Verse 16 says, Hold firmly to the word of life then. On the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. I will be proud that my work was not useless. You see, when you hold fast in this race, that is life, following Jesus, it will not be in vain. I was thinking back to a time when so much of these verses before, it's talking about this idea of following the instructions. And when you follow the instructions and you hold fast, it's not going to be in vain. And it'll be worth it in the end. But sometimes we put all the work into the wrong places and we don't follow the instructions, and that's when we get ourselves in trouble and we realize, I just worked hard and now I'm exhausted, but I didn't follow the instructions and I didn't pay attention, and so it was for nothing. My example of that was when the first time I took my ACT, and you know on like the test you have the little bubbles you're supposed to fill in while I didn't pay attention to the instructions. And for some reason, I started on like the wrong page, and I was halfway through my ACT, of course, nervous as all get out. And I realized that I didn't pay attention. And I did all the work, and I did all the problems, and I did all the things, but I filled in the bubbles incorrectly. So the second half was me panicking of like, what do I do? Do I try to transfer them all over perfectly? Or do I redo the work? Do I What do I do? Well, I ended up having to take the ACT again because it didn't go so well. But those moments when we don't slow down to pay attention, and we just start running, and we start going, and we're like, OK, I'm putting in the work And we realize that we weren't doing the right thing to begin with. We didn't pay attention to the instructions. And then it becomes something that we did in vain. And finally, verse 17, it says, But I will rejoice even if I lose my life, pouring it out like a liquid offering to God, just like your faithful service is an offering to God. And I want all of you to share that joy. These are those verses that you're like, okay, Paul, like we're listening. We're listening even if I lose my life, I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to pour it out like a liquid offering to God, just like your faithful service is an offering to God. And then he says, I want you to share in this. Like sharing what? Like losing our lives, sharing and pouring ourselves out. That's what he's saying. He's making it sound like it's a good thing or something in these verses. Paul was ready to lose his life. He was ready to pour it all out. And he thought of it as something so beautiful, so special, that he wanted everyone to experience it. That tells me something about Paul. It tells me that he knew Jesus in that type of way, that he thought it was worth it. He knew Jesus in that type of way, that he was willing to give everything so other people could know Jesus in that type of way. You see, when we start to pour ourselves out for God, when we start to go above and beyond and sacrifice for him and lose ourselves for the sake of the gospel and people knowing him, we're making room for him to come and to fill us and to be our sustainer and to be our provider. When we empty ourselves of ourselves, we're making room for him to come. In verse 18, he says it again. Yes, you should rejoice and I will share in your joy. He's saying, you're going to rejoice, and I'm going to rejoice with you. We're going to keep rejoicing. So from all of this, we see, in a way, it's these instructions for us to be children of the light. And it says, so going back to our so what? You're a child of God who is created to shine bright in the darkness. So now what does that mean? What does that look like for us to shine bright in the darkness? I'm going to illustrate this a little bit for us today. So I'm going to turn my flashlight on. Okay, I put it on the black. My flashlight's on. Now, I don't know if we could say this is shining bright in this moment. But for many of us, this is what we do. We step into the light with Jesus. And then we're saying, okay, I'm going to shine bright. I'm going to shine bright. I'm going to go and I'm going to give everything for you. But we stay in a room like this where it's lit. We stay in places where it's lit. And now this light, it's not really shining bright in the darkness. It's just shining light in the light. And then Alyssa, I have her in the back. If you want to go ahead, turn off the lights. So you still can't really see it very well. Um, but now the flashlight, if it's dark, it's going to now make way. It's going to now be shining in the darkness. Okay, Melise, if you want to come up here. I didn't tell her what I'm doing, but she said yes. So that's amazing. The other thing that sometimes we do is we say, okay, I'm in a dark setting, I'm going to go, I'm going to live for Jesus, right? I'm going to share the good news. I'm going to do all these things. And we walk up to people and we're like, hello. And we go like that. (laughs) Now, is that fun? Do you want more of that? (laughs) Okay, you can sit down. That's all. You can turn the lights back on. But instead, right, what we should be doing is taking people and we should be shining the light and making way for them to step in and walk with us. We should be shining a path for them, not just showing up and being right in their face and saying, you know, Jesus loves you and and all of these things, which yes, he does, but that's not something people want more of. That's not something people are attracted to, and that's not really what the Bible tells us to do when it says to shine bright into the darkness. You see, there's some of us in this room where maybe as we're going through the rest of this message, you're thinking to yourself, okay, okay. Maybe I know how to shine, but I'm not doing it in the right place. And then for some of us, it might be okay, I'm shining, but maybe I'm doing it in the wrong way. You see, the way that we live our lives can help guide people out of darkness. And the way that we live can help people be aware of what's happening. In Daniel chapter 12, it says, Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of heavens. So this is a wise thing for us to do, to want to shine our lights but it is to lead them out of darkness. It is supposed to help people be drawn home to the Father. And so when we show up in situations and we're just right in people's face, it's not something that's attractive. But if instead... We did what Jesus did, and we walked alongside them. And every step of the way, we shined that light and showed them where the next step was, and the next step was, and the next step was. That's how we're going to draw people home into relationship. So what do we do? How do we do this? How do we live as children of the light? How do we shine our lives? So well, we have to stay in the light. And three things we're going to talk about is stay in the word, follow the way, and then watch what you watch. So again, you might be here today, and you might realize like, okay, there's things when I'm looking at that list in Philippians that I don't know that I'm living as a child of the light, or maybe you have a way to grow, or you might be here today, and you feel like you've been in the dark yourself, and you're looking, and you're searching, and you're trying to find your way around this world. Well, what you're looking for, and you might not realize it, is Jesus, that Jesus came to be the light in the darkness that he's the one that took our sins to the cross and he defeated death. He was raised back to life again Also, that he can be the way, the truth, and the life and the light of the world, that he can guide our every single step, that he can shine the light in the direction we're supposed to go and we can follow. So no matter where you are, we need the light of the world to help us be the light to the world. So we're gonna talk first about staying in the word. Psalms one nineteen one o five, 105, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. The word shows us where to go. When we stay in scripture, it helps tell us where to go. It helps tell us what to do. It gives us those standards. It shows us God's desire for our life to live. The next thing is to follow the way of Jesus. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Again, Jesus came to be the light, to be the way. So if you feel lost, if you feel confused, if you look again in scripture in the life of Jesus, he will show you how to live. He will show you what it looks like to live in the light and to be a light to other people. And the next thing is to pay careful attention to what you watch. And this isn't necessarily like a legalistic list of, you know, don't watch rated R movies. That's between you and the Lord. But Luke 11, 34 through 35 says, Your eye is a lamp of your body. When your eyes are healthy, your whole body also is full of light. But when they are unhealthy, your body also is full of darkness. See to it then that the light within you is not darkness. You see, it's with our eyes that we see. It, our eyes then tell our feet, right, where to go. Like, it's safe to walk here. I see you're not going to trip and fall. We need our eyes to live. When your eyes are healthy and you're looking in a healthy direction, your whole body will go in that direction and be healthy. What you watch matters. What you look at matters. Where you fix your gaze and your attention matters. And finally, Psalms eighteen twenty eight it says, "'You, Lord, keep my lamp burning.'" My God turns my darkness into light. You, Lord, keep my lamp burning and turn darkness into light. Elena, you can go ahead and come to the keys. See, to shine bright into the darkness, we need to stay in the light. We need to stay in the word. We have to continue to look at the way of Jesus, the light of the world. Because the reality is that all around us, and those words darkness can feel heavy, but it is. There are people that are walking out with hope, and we have that hope to give them. There are people that are walking around feeling broken, and and we have that restoration to give them. People that are feeling sick and weary, and we have the healing to give them. And so we can either choose to just shine our light in the light, which yes, we need to stay, you know, in the light with other people. We can choose to just stay put there. Or we can choose to step out in the darkness and not start blinding people, but instead show them, here's the next step. This is what it looks like to walk in the way of the light. Show them moment by moment, by the way that we live, by the way that we love them, by the way that we fight to not argue or complain. Right by the way that we continue to do things in the community with each other as friends, by the way that we continue to live pure and holy lives. You see, these scriptures are giving us all these instructions for how we can go into our workplaces, our classrooms, our neighborhoods, and we can start to live as people of the light. And we can light a path for them to come home so that when they start to see the light, they are drawn closer to our Father. But again, in verse 16, where it says to hold firm to the word of life. He's saying we're gonna have to hold firm, like warning us in a way, like there's gonna be times where you're gonna wanna let go. There's gonna be, wanna, gonna be times where you wanna walk away, but continue to hold firm to that. And if you do that, it's not going to be in vain. Now, I love that, again, in the scripture, he says, it's not gonna be in vain if you do all these things. Then he goes in, I'm gonna rejoice as I lose my life. I'm gonna rejoice as I pour my life out. And you're gonna do it too, and I can't wait for you to share in this. And we hear those, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna have to hold firm. Because maybe you don't always feel like you wanna pour your life out. Maybe you don't always feel like you wanna sacrifice. But think about those daily things that people get to watch you do think about those daily choices that people get to watch you make, the way that they get to observe your speech and your life. Every moment is a moment for you to be light in the darkness, to shine bright, and make a way for people to come back into relationship with their heavenly Father. And it truly can be as simple as staying steady and holding fast to your convictions, not complaining, arguing, gossiping, living set apart, rejoicing. Because that's the thing, when a light does shine in the darkness, it's seen, it's visible. People see it, they notice it. So the things that I want us to process today is these two questions. Number one, how do I need to stay in the light? How do I need to stay in the light? Are there areas where you're like, man, I just need to be in my Word more? I need to maybe find a friend and say, hey, can we, can we read through Scripture together? Maybe it's even reading through Philippians and doing a few verses a day as we walk through this. Are there ways that you're saying, okay, I, I need to be in the Word? Is it going back and saying, yeah, of course I know Jesus, but I, I really need to start studying more the way that He lived His life how he spent his time, who he spent his time with. I need to follow the way of Jesus. Or is it paying attention to that input, paying attention to where your eyes are fixed, where your gaze is set. If the eyes are that important to us, if the eye is the lamp to our body, and if our eyes are healthy, your whole body's healthy, Are there ways that we have to pay attention to the things we're looking at and where we're setting our gaze? And so I'm gonna invite you to stand. Um, The worship team is gonna come and they're just gonna lead us in one more song today and you guys can go ahead and stand, and we're just gonna take some time to pray and just process those questions with the Lord. Because I truly believe when we look at that picture of a city that's dark, but all these lights are shining in a way that it's visible to people around, I believe that that is how the Lord wants us to live as a church community that we would shine so bright that people would see the light and they would be drawn home to relationship with their father. And if you're here today and maybe that's you where you're saying, I don't even know Jesus as the light of my life. Well, this is the perfect time for you to come and say, God, would you show me what does it look like for me to live in that light? What does it look like for me to receive that light, that healing light, that powerful light, that light that guides you home? And so I'm just gonna open us in prayer and invite you to just spend this time talking to the Lord for a few minutes as the team leads us. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word. And God, I just pray for anyone here today that maybe they themselves have felt like they are in a dark spot. Lord, even right now, would you begin to speak to them? Would you be able, would you just begin to highlight words or things that were spoken to show them that you love them, that you care about them? that you sent Jesus to die on the cross to be the light of the world, to pay the price for their sins so that they could be drawn back into relationship with their Heavenly Father. God, would you remind them that they were created in your image and that you have purpose for them to continue to shine and help others receive that same relationship. And God, I pray for those of us here today that maybe we're recognizing that there's ways that we've been shining but there's more places that you want us to go out and to be that bright light would you even now in only a way that you can would you begin to put faces or names in our mind of people that we need to go and we need to be present with and we need to shine a light to God would you begin to put um, situations or places on our hearts or on our minds if there's questions that we have of what it looks like God would you come and would you answer those would you speak to us in these moments Lord, we thank you that not only did you create us in your image, but that you gave us purpose and that you empower us to go and to carry out your mission to be the light, to go and to shine bright and lead people into relationship with you. And so we ask just for these next few moments, would you come, would you meet us here? Would you speak to us? Would you do what only you can do, God? God, we thank you today that you are the way maker, that you are the one that went first, that went before us, that you made a way for us to follow, to step in, to see that example. We thank you for coming and being that light and giving us that way. And Lord, I just pray for us as we go throughout our weeks, would you continue to help us to find ways to not only stay in your light, but to be that light and bring that light into dark situations into hopeless situations, into broken situations, knowing that there is power, Jesus, in the light that you bring. And so God, we thank you for empowering us to join you on this mission of helping people find hope in you. We ask all this in your name, amen. Man, I just encourage you guys to continue to remember as you see even lights this week and flashlights to think of just the power that we have to bring hope to people, to not just shine those lights right in people's faces, but to make a path for them in the way that we live to follow Jesus. And so I'm super excited that you guys are here today, and we will see you next Sunday or at the worship night, Tuesday night. Have a great week.